Hey, this is Glenn, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, actually, at Brittany, the underscore Crosstrek. And you are listening to episode 151 of the Subi and You podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Subi and You podcast. If this is your first time here, I shall introduce myself. My name is Raphael, and I am the host of the Subi and You podcast. Obviously, this is episode 151, so I've been doing this for a while. If you enjoy this episode with Glenn, I highly encourage you to go check out the other 150 episodes. There's also some bonus episodes mixed in there as well. So thanks for stopping by and welcome to this episode with Brittany the Crosstrek. Of course, the driver is Glenn. So we get into a conversation about his Subaru journey and some of the stuff that he has done to his Crosstrek and some of the places that he has been. So it's a good conversation. So tune in and hang around. The Subi and You podcast is brought to you by Eccentric Designs. For those of you who don't know, Eccentric Designs is a small, community-driven business that offers custom-fit vinyl overlays for most Subaru models. This includes various designs for the rear reflectors, taillights, and side taillights. I also offer fun decal designs like the popular fender stripes and stickers. To find designs for your Subi, head on over to eccentricdesigns.com. There's always more projects in the works, so be sure to follow at eccentric.designs on Instagram. Thank you, Eccentric Designs, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by SubaruGear.com. At SubaruGear.com, you will find the 15-ounce campfire mug with a retro granite design. This mug is well-suited for sipping coffee, hot cocoa, or your preferred beverage by the cozy glow of a campfire. Head on over to SubaruGear.com to get your campfire mug today. Be sure to use the code SUBINU23 for 20% off your purchase. If you happen to throw a bunch of other stuff in your cart and your total is over $50 after the 20% discount, you will automatically get free shipping. Thank you so much, SubaruGear.com, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. And thank you for offering such a great discount to all of the Subi and You podcast listeners. One really important thing to note is whether you're purchasing the winter campfire mug or any other items from SubaruGear.com, place your order by tomorrow, December 12th to get your items delivered in a timely manner for the holidays. Speaking of the holidays, I am looking forward to the holidays. Not only because I'm going to have over a week off, but it'll be nice just to relax with family and friends and just kind of go do whatever I want to do for a few days. And it's it's nice to get together with family, too. That's what I like. Kind of like Thanksgiving. I like getting together with family and just enjoying some time together. The holidays are also always a great time to give, whether it is some sort of charitable donation. It's a, an event that might be doing a fundraiser for like a toy drive or any other kind of, uh, you know, something to brighten the lives of those in need. That's always good. So if you can find something like that to be involved with, that's always good. And especially if you are able to be there when you can give to somebody in person and see the look on their face. And of course, it doesn't have to be a gift. It can be your time. So this can be a really tough time for some people. And it's a good time to reach out to somebody and take them out for a cup of coffee or a nice dinner. Just let them know that you care about them. It's also okay to give to yourself for the holidays or any time. 
whether it's just time to do nothing, time to do something that you enjoy, or a gift, a nice dinner, it's okay. You can also give yourself a nice set of Rika wheels. <laughs> See how I did that? Rika wheels, they are committed to providing you with the highest quality specialized wheels and lift kits that will allow you to travel further, experience all of those wonderful adventures, and discover extraordinary destinations. Rika wants to make sure that you are ready for anything wherever adventure takes you. Their Flowform process creates both lightweight and durable wheels, which are of the highest quality and are built to satisfy the requirements of all of you adventure enthusiasts. Their lift kits raise your Subaru to protect the vehicle's underbody from damage while off-roading. The lift kits were also designed to increase the vehicle ride height in order to accommodate those larger tires while maintaining the factory ride quality and alignment. The quest for adventure begins with you, and Rika is what gets you there. Be sure to use the code SUBU10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Thank you so much, Rika, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. This episode is also brought to you by Melee Design Firm, where they believe that quality parts should look great while adding functionality to your build. Now, for select rally spec products such as the Group 35 rally spec battery mount for the Crosstrek and other Subaru products such as the Front Strut Tower Brace and Engine Bay Caps, you can get 5% off by using the code SUBI plus U at checkout. So the little plus symbol is what you will use. So head on over to MeleeDesignFirm.com and check out the Rally Spec and Subaru sections of the website. Also, don't forget that they just recently released the Group 35 battery tie-down to secure your OEM battery in style. So go to MeleeDesignFirm.com and get your products today. Thank you so much, Melee Design Firm, for sponsoring the Subi and You podcast. Before we get this episode started, I want to tell a quick little story. Uh, Saturday, December 2nd, I took my kids, uh, took my son, my daughter, and her husband to a production of A Christmas Carol at the Alley Theater here in Houston. Of course, when you're at the play, they tell you to silence your phones. They ask people to actually turn them off, which I'm sure people didn't do. But I only heard one phone go off during the whole production, and it was during the second half. But what was really nice is that because we were not able to use our phones, we're not able to record or just, you know, they want people to have them off, which is very respectful for the actors in the play and the venue. It was really nice to see everybody being present and actually there in the moment to enjoy the play and enjoy just the situation and the, the environment that they were in. And so, you know, I was thinking about that also sometimes when I go out and hit trails. I don't get to do that very often living here, but sometimes when I'm out there, I think like, I don't want to, you know, you see like you do some really cool stuff and you're like, you want to share it with everybody. But there are also moments where I'm like, I want to just be here and not worry about trying to record this and get this on video but just be here in the moment and enjoy the company that I'm with and enjoy the environment, enjoy the trails and just be there and be present. So I highly recommend trying to do that. The next time you go out, don't take any videos. Don't do any content for Instagram. Just be there in the moment with your friends or with yourself and just really enjoy it and just take it all in and let that moment be for you and just for you alone. So give it a shot. See how it is. 
And now we will get into this episode and this conversation with Glenn and hear all about Brittany the Cross Trek. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Glenn. It's uh, great to have you on, and uh, it's great to have you here to talk about Brittany. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Super thankful to you for having me on here. It's something I definitely kind of thought about maybe having a chance to do at some point when I started listening to the podcast, and it's pretty cool that I'm <laughs> here from where I started and have the opportunity to be on here. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to get you on because, like, your build is pretty awesome. I mean, looking at it and just seeing all the stuff that, stuff that you've done to it, it's uh, it's come definitely come a long way from stock. And <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. So I just I think it'd be cool to hear about like that whole transition and you know your journey within Subaru. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> it definitely has come a long way. It's kind of crazy uh i you had said something about looking at my uh instagram when you first messaged me and i was just kind of looking back and yeah it's <laughs> kind of crazy to look back every now and then and just kind of see where it was when i started and it's it's easy to forget how far you've come i feel like so yeah yeah because it's like you get it to a point and you're like you're so used to it looking that way because like i was driving i went to the grocery store earlier and i saw just a plain white cross trek and you know second sure. gen and the only thing that had on it was the crossbars and i was like yep. yeah i remember those days and like <laughs> you know my my car yeah. doesn't look as crazy as some of them out there but it definitely is looks way beyond stock now and uh, i like that yeah <laughs> it's a lot of fun oh it definitely is so where'd you come up with the name Brittany? i don't know it's kind of when i first got the cross trek it was just totally stock as i'm sure you've seen and, you know, it was kind of just a joke at first that it was like, oh, it's the mom car, whatever. And, you know, it was just a stock white kind of typical mom SUV kind of car, I felt like. And so um, I came up with the name Brittany because I was like, well, if it's a basic white girl car, what's a really basic white girl name? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anyone named Brittany out there, but that was the name I came up with. And it's stuck ever since. So. Yeah, because if you if if somebody was just started following you, they wouldn't know that your car was white. <laughs> yeah, definitely. When you first got it. Yes, yeah. and and there's some kind of funny story there too because when I first started the Instagram account, I had not a ton of them, but definitely a few different dudes that kind of slid into the DMs thinking I was Brittany, and I was like, no, I'm definitely not Brittany. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's uh, always good for some people to know uh, the backstory of the name there, I guess. Yeah, no, I am not Brittany. My car is Brittany. Stop hitting on me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's not how I want somebody to slide into my DMs. But thank I, you. I know, right? <laughs> I so, always thought that was pretty funny, though. So, what year? Uh, what year and trim level is it? So it's a 2014 Crosstrek. Um, it's just the premium trim, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, is just kind of like the standard, um, fairly basic trim. Nothing super fancy, but. And so in some ways, I really appreciate that about it. I like the fact that um, being a 2014 is, you know, kind of earlier. And I really appreciate something personally about cars that just it doesn't have a lot of technology, doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles. But I really appreciate that in a way. I like everything. You know, there's not a big screen in there, not anything crazy like that. And there's a lot of actual buttons and switches and all that kind of thing. And I don't know. I just appreciate it. It's 
simple in its own way and something that I can understand and work on better myself, I guess. No, I totally get that because mine is a 2021, so it's several years newer, but I got the base model, so I don't have a lot of the technology that, you know, I don't have the eyesight, I don't have heated seats, I don't have, and it's a manual, so I don't have X mode or anything like that. And sure. I don't have the big screen and I has you know, I have buttons too, Ed, but I, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying because it's just, it seems a little more simple and not so technology heavy. And then, of course, right. mine being a manual makes it even more so that it's, you know, just something that I have more control over and, and yeah, am connected with. Yeah, that's, I think if there was anything I could change about mine, I would want a manual. Um, And I definitely, you know, I, I've heard stories about the Subaru CBTs and everything. Um, I have about 150,000 miles on mine, though, and it's going pretty good, knock on wood. Um, but whenever that goes, I definitely do have plans to probably do a manual swap at some point down the road. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's nice that you can do that, you know, because you said, yeah. if there's anything I could change about it, well, you can, you just, you know, not yet. Right. Sounds like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So is this your first Subaru? It is. Yeah. Um, I, I started out with a same year, actually, a 2014 started out with a 2014 uh, Toyota Corolla. And <laughs> that was my first car until I guess 2020. Then uh, September of 2020 was when I bought Brittany. Okay. So what made you decide to choose a Subaru and why a Crosstrek? And then also being that I guess you bought your Crosstrek in 2020, why get a 2014 and not get a newer one? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. Why the Subaru? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'd seen, and I, I still look for it to this day. If anyone, if anyone knows what I'm talking about or has seen it or anything, definitely send me a link if you can find it. But I saw a Subaru commercial at some point. I don't know how old I was, but it was at some point after this year was out. So it was, you know, maybe 2016 or sometime around then when I saw it. But there was just this commercial with a tan cross track in it, the first gen in it. And it was like up on a mountain, just doing some off-roading or something like that. I, like I said, I, I can't find it. I wish I could. Um, but I remember seeing that and for some reason just thinking, that's really cool. And I guess that thought kind of stuck with me for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, I my younger brother started looking for a car around 2020, I guess. And so the thought kind of came in my head that, hey, I have a Corolla. You know, this is a really good car, especially for someone's first car. You know, it was a great first car for me. It was super well-maintained, really good mechanically and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, this would be a really good car for him. And so I kind of, that was what got me looking at other cars, I guess. And around that time, I came across a video on YouTube of someone interviewing a guy who was about my age, asking him about his Crosstrek. And it was pretty heavily modded. It was a white uh, first-gen Crosstrek. I came across, like I said, I came across it on YouTube and it was super cool. And I remember seeing that around the time I was looking for a car and I just, I between that and seeing the commercial, I was like, yeah, I need to look for a Crosstrek. And I actually came to find out after I got into Instagram and just kind of got in the community that, that the video is by a YouTube channel called TFL Now. And that I want to give a shout out here because that Crosstrek that I saw that kind of inspired me to do all this in the first place was Colorado underscore Crosstrek. Oh, okay. And, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And he's not mentioned in the video by his username or anything like that. And I talked to him about it at some point. He's like, yeah, I really wish they'd kind of given me a shout out or something like that. So here's the shout out because that that's a really cool video. I know it's a little outdated at this point. <laughs> he's always kind of staying ahead of the game there, but yeah, that video and the commercial, like I said, were really two of the main things that really inspired me. Yeah, I remember when I found out about Crosstrek back in 2013 when I saw the first one that I had ever seen. And then a few years later when I made the decision like, okay, when it comes time for me to get another car, I'm definitely getting a Crosstrek. And I started looking up YouTube videos years before I got mine and just sure. seeing a lot of them that were stock going through snow and going through mud and, you know, and yeah. tra on trails and stuff. And I'm like, that's exactly why I want this car. And then right. I, you know, you start digging a little bit deeper and you start seeing some cars that are actually modded and, you know, but most of the ones that I would find on YouTube weren't too heavily modded. They might just have wheels and tires and maybe a lift and some lights sure. and stuff. So nothing crazy, but then it's like, oh, you can do some other stuff with these. That's pretty cool. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so like when you started looking for the cross trick and you had the Corolla, did you make your brother buy the Corolla from you or did you just give it to him? He did buy it off of me. Um, it was, wasn't anything that was forced on him, obviously. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. definitely, we definitely talked about it and it seemed like something he wanted to do. So yeah, he bought the, he bought it off of me. And you know, that was, like I said, about the end of 2020 and the vehicle market was just crazy back then. It, you know, I think it was just kind of getting started honestly at that point, but yeah, so it, it made sense for him, I think, and he's still driving it to this day and I think it's been a pretty good car for him. So. Yeah, so you talked about seeing Colorado Crosstrek on the YouTube video, which you saw before you got your Crosstrek. So when you saw that and you got your Crosstrek, were you already thinking, hey, I want to start doing some mods to this? Or were you just thinking, okay, I have a Crosstrek. I saw the commercial. I saw this. Now I've got it. And I'm, I'm happy that I've got this Crosstrek. Yeah, it definitely. I definitely was thinking about mod modding it before I bought it. So I found mine on Facebook Marketplace, actually, from a private seller, and that's how I ended up getting it. I drove up about four hours to West Virginia and went up there and looked at it for a little bit and met up with the guy. And he was actually really cool. And we took it to a shop while I was up there, and they did a full inspection on it and everything. So that was really cool because I didn't know a lot about cars back then. <laughs> didn't really know what I would be looking for. But so, yeah, that um, that was how I got it back then. So... Also, when you bought it back then, you bought it in 2020, it was a 2014. How many miles did it have on it? it I think when I was driving it home, I rolled over 100,000. Okay. And you said it's about 150 now? Right. Yeah. I think I'm at like 149 or something like that. Okay. So I'm real close. Nice. Yeah. So haven't put too many miles on it, you know, in yeah. the last three years, but... Yeah, it's yeah, uh, that was yeah, that was September. So it's okay. been, I guess, just over. Uh, yeah, just over three. Uh, actually, I think I'm getting my dates confused because that would have been. Yeah, I've had her for like two years now. So, I, yeah, I am getting confused about that because that would have been the end of 2021, actually. OK, so you got yours yeah. probably you said in September. Right. Yep. That's when I got Pearl was in September. Okay, cool. I think it was I think it was September 18th. When I got yeah, Pearl. I can't remember the exact date, but it was probably sometime right around then for me too. Yeah. 
So, yeah, well, because I mean, so I asked that question about when you saw his video, were you planning on modding it? Because I'd scroll down to your very first post and you said, can't wait to turn this thing into the ultimate overlanding beast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think I think I started the, I can't remember. I might have started at Thanksgiving Day or something. I can't remember when I started the Instagram, but I started it a few months after I had the car. So. And did yeah. <laughs> you come up with the name before you started the Instagram account or did you come up with that concurrently? Like, okay, well, if I start this account, I kind of have to have a name too. N no, I, I came up with the name uh, probably right after I bought her. So okay. I, gotcha. Yeah. So when you first started thinking, you know, like you got the car, you're like, okay, I know I want to do stuff to it. What were, what were your first thoughts? Like these, these are the things that I want to do first. And then what did you actually do first as far as mods? I, I think that I honestly went in about the order I was expecting to. I don't know. I wasn't sure. I definitely didn't think I was going to end up where I am now. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah that's kinda, what I was wondering. Yeah, it got a little bit out of control, I feel like. <laughs> but I'm not mad about it. But yeah, I, I started off and I was just, I put some ditch lights on there. I put my Victory 4x4 rack on there, which is basically just a Prinsu for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> They're kind of all the same, I feel like, honestly. But yeah, I put the rack on there. I put some ditch lights on there. I put the mud flaps on there. I'd seen a, that was another thing, I guess, that kind of inspired me to get a Crosstrek was I had seen, I, I don't know who it is or if it's even in town. I haven't seen him since before I bought mine, but there was a, there was an orange first gen uh, somewhere back in town. And I saw him, he was, he probably was lifted a little bit and had some mud flaps and stuff like that. And I remember I was just driving to work one day or something. And I saw him, I was like, yeah, that's really cool. And ever since I'd seen him with the mud flaps on there I, for some reason it was something i wanted so yeah i mean for me seeing the cross trek for the first time it was just like the the body shape of the first gen the way the hatch looks the tail lights and and especially yeah. like the black cladding like just yep. all of that together it was like unlike anything i'd ever seen and like i can't yeah. really i've never really been able to describe like what it would look like but it was just, I just remember like, it's just like, I've never seen anything that looks like this and it looks, yep. <laughs> it looks super cool. And so I've yeah. always loved them since I saw the first one. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, later on down the road, I might consider getting a newer one. I think if I did, I probably would just get a second gen out. I, I don't know. The, the newer ones are cool in their own way, I feel like, but I'm not sure if they quite have my heart the way the first two gens do. I, yeah, I have to I agree with you there. I, yeah. I've seen a few third gens driving around and stuff and I've seen them in, yeah. you know, like at the dealership, but I like, like when, so when I bought the mine or when I saw that they came out with the second gen cross trek, I was really disappointed because I loved the first gen so much. And I was like, like, cause that's happened to me before when I like wanted to buy a specific car and then yeah. they changed it. And then like, I hated the second gen, you know, the next <laughs> generation of it. Yep. So uh, thankfully the Crosstrek still looked like a Crosstrek when they went to right. the second gen. It wasn't yeah. like they changed it and then it like doesn't even look like a Crosstrek anymore. So right. it it took me a while to get used to, but now like I absolutely love it. I love the taillights. I love like when I look at it from the back, it actually looks kind of like a wide car and I can like it has a yeah. wide stance and I yeah. love that about mine's, it. Mine's kind of the same way. I don't know what it is about the, sh the shape of it, but cross tricks rule man <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I i definitely feel that with like things growing on you i, I feel the same way about the the new wilderness cross track I, yeah I, I don't know 
I was really not super impressed when it first came out, but it's definitely grown on me a little bit. And I, I, I think it's pretty cool overall, but yeah, maybe it'll grow on me more. Yeah. So you, so yours is pretty heavily modified if anybody goes and looks at your Instagram page, <laughs> but what's the most extreme mod that you've done? I guess it kind of depends on <laughs> how you define extreme. I, I, Personally, I don't feel like I've done anything like any single thing that was super extreme. Um, as far as and this doesn't count as a mod, but I think it was probably the most extreme uh, thing in the sense that I've done was I was in Iraq back in August, I guess now it's the beginning of August. Um, I ended up rear ending someone. <laughs> there was a I was following a. Uh, Toyota Tundra and we were just kind of in stop and go traffic down in North Carolina and I think I was in Raleigh one of the big cities down there and it was just kind of stop and go traffic you know it was like five o'clock I was actually on the way to a camping trip at the beach I was trying to go to the Outer Banks in North Carolina if if you know where that is um, it's kind of a little peninsula off the coast out there I was so <laughs> I was trying to go on a camping trip out there and but I was following this big truck and you know it's it's pretty huge and I couldn't really see around him. And all of a sudden, you know, we've been kind of going and stopping and tapping our brakes the whole time. And at some point he taps his brakes and I'm just like, Oh crap, he's actually coming to a complete stop. Oh um, no. And so, yeah, he comes to a complete stop and I just don't have time to react. You know, I wasn't even following that close, but he definitely was able to stop faster than I was. And next thing I know, I saw a car like turning out in front of him into the median. I'm just like, what's going on? But apparently one of the trucks up in front of him had had ladders like up on the rack uh, on top of the truck. And one of those ladders had come off while he was driving into the road in front of this truck that I was following. So the ladder was in the road and he had slammed on his brakes because the cars in front of him were like, <laughs> you know, trying to swerve. And yeah, but, so that was kind of a mess. But so, yeah, I was in that accident down there. And when I finally got the insurance money for that wreck it was you know it wasn't bad but it was definitely not enough to cover what had happened and one of my goals when i got the car you know i'd never even changed a tire on a car before i, I just i didn't really know much about them i mean i changed the oil on my corolla which is probably more than some people but <laughs> that's as in that's as into it as i had gotten so one of my goals when i got it was to um, just try to do, if I did anything, I told myself if I did any mods, if I did anything to it, I was going to do it myself. So when I got in that wreck and saw how much I was going to get paid, I just kind of kept up with that mentality and I rebuilt the whole front end that got wrecked myself. <laughs> I definitely didn't know exactly what I was doing. Can't say I'd messed with doing pinch welds or anything like that, or cutting out parts of a frame and putting it back together. Um, but that was a lot of work. I think I probably put, uh, upwards of 20, somewhere 20 to 30 hours of work. And that uh, probably I was getting home from work as soon as I could every day, just try, trying to get it done. I was driving a rental car and I knew it was going to run out sooner than later. So oh, I was, yeah. yeah, that was, that was not necessarily a mod, but one of, probably one of the most extreme things that I've done to it. Um, oh yeah. It makes sense. As, yeah. Aside from that, I guess the most like more of an actual like modification thing I did and it wasn't necessarily extreme as much as it was just, I don't know if I was in over my head or what was going on, but I did a swap on my front control arms, went to the uh, forged aluminum ones off the STI um, from the my old, just the sheet metal ones it comes with or whatever. They were the stamped ones. They were starting to give out and I decided I was going to swap my control arms. 
you know, I just wanted something a little more rigid. Uh, I like the um, bushings that they have in them and, you know, they're just a stronger arm overall. Um, so I decided I was going to do that and that ended up taking me a long time. I think that took the better part of two weeks to get that done where I was <laughs> borrowing my parents' uh, farm truck because I didn't have anything to drive at the time. But it was just kind of one of those things that I got into and, you know, about everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So, you know, I would I would get partway done and then I would break a bolt off inside of my steering knuckle when I was trying to get the ball joint out or something and then have to wait a few days and get that part. And then I'd get that and then I couldn't get out the ball joint. And so I'd have to order a puller to get the joint out. And it was just <laughs> just seemed like something that was never going to end. And then I guess to top it all off, <laughs> I was working really hard one night to get it done. And I think it was almost midnight and I was working out in the driveway with some work lights trying to get it finished up because I just really wanted to drive my car in the morning. Um, and I thought I got it all buttoned up and I just needed to go. Uh, I broke my torque wrench while I was working on it. <laughs> so that just, that's just kind of shows you how that whole project was going. But anyway, so I ran out and grabbed a torque wrench first thing in the morning, got back and torched whatever it was I was trying to work on. And I was like, okay, cool. I finally have this done. So I decided to take it for a test drive and I got about two minutes from the house and all of a sudden it started making just a terrible noise. And I was just like, oh crap, <laughs> what did I do? So I kind of limped it back home and I had all sorts of lights coming on my dashboard and I just had no idea what was going on. My driver's side wheel was getting really hot and I couldn't figure out what happened. But apparently at some point when I was working on the control arms, I had taken the CV axle nut off of my driver's side wheel because I thought I needed to take the axle off and I never ended up doing it. And I just totally forgot I had taken that nut off. So basically, as soon as I started driving, my uh, wheel bearing disassembled itself. Oh, yikes. <laughs> so, yeah. So thankfully, I made it back with my wheel on. I honestly think it's kind of a miracle I didn't lose a wheel on the highway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that wasn't a mod that should have been extreme, <laughs> but it was something that just kind of turned out to be probably one of the most tedious things I've worked on. Yeah, because one of my questions would have been, what was one of the what was the most challenging or difficult mods? I was like, maybe <laughs> that was it. Yeah, probably that. And like I said, probably not for the reasons you think, because changing a control arm, you know, it's really not that bad. But uh, it was just one of those things where if something could go wrong, it was going wrong. So, yeah, I see all these people doing mods and I'm just like, not say, not to say that I couldn't do it, but I've never mm -hmm. had to do any of them. And I sure. don't know a whole lot like. Like I don't. I mean, I know what the lower control arm is, but there's a lot of other other components under there that I still don't yeah. know what they are because I'm never under my car working on that stuff. You know, you get these people yeah. like, you know, that are going out on trails all the time and they're breaking their car all the time, and so they're yeah. messing with that stuff all the time. And they have technician friends, and you know, so they sure. have that. The they have accessibility to people with knowledge. They have accessibility to parts. And, and, and then for what it is that they're doing, they know that they might need to fix something because they know that they right. might break something. But it's funny that you say, you know, it took you like two weeks to change the lower control arm because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it'd probably take me about that long or longer. Yeah. But, but when I went out to Moon Rocks, Nevada in, mm -hmm. in February, I was out there with Milton and Carrie yeah. and, and Anthony and like all these other people. And the first night that we got there, Milton was just like really pushing his car and sending it. And he broke mm -hmm. one of his lower control arms, I think on the yeah. passenger <laughs> side. And so they drove him out to a Subaru dealership on Saturday 
gets him a new one from an STI, and then he comes back oh. and then just like swaps it there at the camp. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> what the heck, man? This is like crazy that he just, you know, he breaks yeah. his lower control arm. Oh, I'll just go get another one tomorrow and then change it out and then done. You know, it's so, yeah. it's, uh, I wish I had that kind of capability because then I probably, mm-hmm. not to say that I wouldn't be so careful with my car, but at least if, if I knew <laughs> that if something happened, I would have the confidence to, you know, be able to fix it. I admire people that are able to work on their car themselves like that and, you know, get it fixed. Cause yeah, yeah I, I mean, I would, I would definitely though. say just, you know, if there's just, I mean, like I said, I, I, I never even changed a tire before. So I definitely say, you know, if there's something that comes up and, you know, you want to give it a shot or whatever, just, you know, just go for it. I mean, it's, you know, the, the community has been really, really cool. And, you know, changing the control arms was something that I probably couldn't have done if I wasn't on Instagram, if I'm being honest, you know, the amount of people I was able to reach out to and just ask questions about that, that I, you know, would have had no access to these people before people, you know, like when I was doing the control arms, I was talking to OC Turbo Joe and uh, Milton and some of those guys about, you know, what was going on and uh, just, you know, it's super cool. Just some of the opportunities that you have through the community. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, if something like that comes up, I'd say just, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> no better time to give it a shot. I'm, you know, mess around with it. See what you can come up with. You, you I, I think I'm a certified YouTube mechanic over here, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. know, with the amount of resources like that, it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I think once you get into it, it's, it starts being a little bit easier than you expected a lot of the time. Yeah. So speaking of your mods, like which mod is your favorite? <laughs> That's such a hard question. <laughs> I know. I thought about that. I thought about that one for a long time. I don't know. I think it maybe just depends on how, what way, I guess, my favorite. I think favorite as far as like just more capability would probably be my, you know, the wheel tire and suspension setup. I think just, you know, <laughs> having better wheels and tires, even just that without the suspension, you know, that was a big step up. Just, you know, having more traction and, uh, grip and then the suspension you know adding that having more articulation and just you know just way more capability than it would have had stock you know those are a few mods that are you know fairly straightforward mostly but just really did open the door to a lot more capability so i think favorite as far as like capability goes would definitely be probably just the wheel tire and suspension setup more or less but favorite just as far as like something that i look at and it just you know makes you smile or whatever it is i think it would probably be some of my interior stuff i've swapped out the seats i have some seats out of a 2016 sdi i think um, oh I nice like the, i like the bucket <laughs> seats a lot there yeah <laughs> that makes that just just things like that like uh i have some i did uh gauges on my a pillar where i have uh, transmission I and oil temperature and the voltage and so just, just mods like that, I guess, kind of quality of life things inside the car, just, it is my daily driver. So just things like that, that, you know, make it a more fun driving experience. I guess those are my, my favorite in that sense though. Yeah. And then you, didn't you change out like the cover for your shifter it's red? Yeah. I got a, I just kind of took apart the console and put a, 
have a shifter boot on there. I can't remember what kind of car it's out of, but yeah, I have a shifter boot on there and then the compressive tuning CV shifter knob and everything. <laughs> like I said, I want to get a manual eventually. So I guess that's as close as I can get for now, <laughs> but I think it, I mean, it, I think it looks a lot cooler personally. So yeah, no, it does. I was looking at that. I was like, Oh, that's kind of nice. You know, it's just, it has a very clean look to it. Yeah. So uh, with your mods, which one's been your most useful and like, how has it been useful? I think that would just go back to what I was talking about a second ago with the uh, wheels and tires. Uh, I think, I think it's probably that, <laughs> like I said, you know, it's just, it's such an improvement over stock on, you know, I was on the 17 inch stock wheels with the, you know, fairly low profile tires and, you know, going up to, uh, I started with a 215. A tire it was a 215 with a 15 inch wheel and then i i'm on a 225 now um yeah you know you can just air those down way more um and then you know i'm on the toyo at3s right now and oh, just those the are nice of, yeah That's the amount of traction <laughs> yeah the traction that you get out of those it just yeah i, I think that would definitely be the most useful it definitely opens up the door to <laughs> things that you could couldn't do before. I mean, if you, if you don't have traction, you're not going to make it too far, I guess. So yeah, the traction definitely helps. And then airing down, depending on where you're at, right. the terrain and, and, and yep. you know, the, everything. So, yeah. so what about your partnership with RaceWorks coilovers? How'd that come about? Yeah. So that's fairly recent. I guess that started a few months ago. Um, I reached out to him probably middle of the year or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I just started seeing their stuff around before I saw his stuff. I was thinking about doing uh, the flat out suspension, kind of started hearing mixed reviews on that, I guess. I don't know if they were having some quality control kind of stuff or what was going on. Um, but I started hearing a little bit more mixed reviews on their stuff than I'd heard before. And I saw his stuff and saw he was making them in america and i thought that was really cool and i i can't remember i think i saw a few people running his stuff i know that more people are now king of the rue uh, milton uh carrie i know some of those people are running his suspension now but yeah i just I mean i just reached out to him and uh we talked about it and to see if a partnership would be a good thing and <laughs> so i'm thankful for the opportunity to work with him i I think a lot of people think that <laughs> I just reached out and got free suspension, but <laughs> that wasn't quite how it worked. And I just, you know, I want to clarify that because I there's, I think some psychology stuff is really interesting. And I think um, looking into like how getting something for free affects your opinion of a product. I, I, I've always thought that was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I definitely paid a decent bit of my own money for them. And so I hopefully don't have a too biased opinion of them, even though I am working with them. But yeah, so far, I mean, I've put, I'm not sure how many, probably about 10,000 miles on it probably by now. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a decent I've, amount. I've been, yeah, I've been super, super impressed. It's just been, it's been such an amazing difference over, <laughs> I was on, I was on stock struts with the lifting spring and spacers before, um, which was nice. You know, I had about two inches of lift and it was, it was fine, uh, but it's interesting to go from what I, you know, uh, upgraded suspension or whatever to going from that to more upgraded suspension, I guess, and just how much of a difference it was. It was just, it's, it, I mean, it's night and day. So is it stiffer? I mean, like, what is the big difference in that kind of suspension? What does it allow you to do? Yeah, I mean, the thing about coilovers or the, I think he, <laughs> the 
guy at Raceworks, I can't blank on his name right now. Um, but he says there, you know, a lot of things are actually coilovers because a coilover is just basically, I mean, it's a spring over a strut more or less. So, but the adjustable suspension, I mean, the main advantages to it are just you're going to have kind of unlimited adjustability. Uh, you can adjust, you know, the dampening of the the shocks. So, you know, how much how much they rebound and how fast they can compress and everything like that. So you can adjust that. You know, there's actually just a little knob and you can <laughs> adjust how, how uh, stiff the um, rebound of the suspension is. And you can, you know, you can adjust the preload on your springs, which kind of sets how stiff the overall ride is. And then, you know, you can adjust the height. I think the ones I have are from about one to three inches of height adjustment built into them. Nice. So, and then also the suspension I have travels just substantially more than a stock strut will. So your articulation significantly better, you know, um, they'll travel. I can't even remember how many more inches up they travel, but several more inches up and down. So it's just, you know, really nice to keep your, keep your tires in contact with the ground much longer over uh, different obstacles and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you can kind of set it however you want. You can set it however stiff you want and just tune in your ride height and just all these kind of things. <laughs> I have a, I was joking with one of my friends cause I, we have a Firestone tire a few minutes from our house and a year or so ago, they sold me a lifetime alignment. And <laughs> I was like, I'm probably making them regret that. Cause when I first got the <laughs> suspension, I think I took it like four times to get aligned in the first few weeks. Cause I just kept messing with it. I was like, I want to set this just right for me. And I just did. And I'd be like, well, I better go get it aligned now. And I kept doing that. And my friends were like, how much are you going to keep messing with this? And I was like, I don't know. I'm having fun, <laughs> but it, it is really cool how easy it is to adjust and just set it. I mean, exactly how you want for your needs. That's nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. hopefully they won't turn you away too much <laughs> at some point. Yeah, one of like, the Dude, last you've times... had enough alignments here. Come on. I know, right? One of the last times I went there, I I walked in and it was kind of early in the morning. I was trying to get it done before work. And they're like, oh, Jason's not here. He's the guy who does your suspension. And I was like, wait, there's a guy who's just doing mine now. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have a dedicated anyway, technician. I, apparently so. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so you ha have you had any other partnerships with any other brands or sponsors for your build? Uh, I haven't. Uh, I Well, I say that I've worked with Hay Trip a little bit just on random outdoor gear and stuff like that. I use their camping table and have one of their mattresses, but I don't know if that really counts. <laughs> um, I've worked with them though and like some of their stuff. All right. And then I'm working on hopefully getting some other partnerships worked out in the future. So stay nice. tuned. Nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you, you did the, you rebuilt your front end after the accident. I guess that's why it's black now, right? Uh, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, I'm, I'm working on wrapping it right now. Um, and I'll probably wrap the bumper down the road, but I have some plans for the front end. So <laughs> hopefully they'll, hopefully I'll have some of that done in the next few months here, but so it probably won't be black for too much longer, but that is why it's black for now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so you did that, you did your lower control arm and then like, have you done most of the mods for your car yourself to this point? I have. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, like I said, when I got it, you know, one of the goals was if I did something, I was going to try to do it myself. So everything that's been done other than, like I said, my alignment, I just don't have the equipment for that, yeah. obviously. And then when I did my exhaust that I have right now, when I cut my back bumper, I uh, raised it up four inches or so, I think. And when I did that, I didn't have what I needed to <laughs> rehang and weld the exhaust. So that welding the exhaust and the alignment, I think are the only two things that I haven't done myself. 
Nice. That's good. Yeah. And it's nice yeah. to be able to, to have the capability to do that. And then the satisfaction of looking at it and going, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's been really crazy <laughs> just going from knowing, like I said, basically nothing about it. Uh, you know, just, I mean, working on it fairly consistently for the last a little over two years now. It's just, it's really cool to just kind of see <laughs> how much I've accomplished myself. And I think there's definitely a lot of reward in, you know, doing it myself instead of just taking some parts and throwing some money at somebody and saying, here, do this for me. So yeah. it's definitely, definitely rewarding and something I really enjoy about it. And then you know how it comes apart and goes back together and works. Exactly. So that, that helps yeah. you get to know your car better. So yeah. How, how long did you, did it take you to do your wrap? And I know obviously you're not finished because you said you're going to be doing the bumper and some other stuff at the front, but I, yeah. I saw you were posting reels when you started getting, you know, working on it, but how long did that take you to do what you've done to, <laughs> to this point? It's taken me a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> when I started, I don't know how long I expected it was going to take. Um, when I got in the wreck, I damaged both of my front, uh, fenders over the wheels. And so I had to get new fenders, um, and the ones I got were just primed, not painted. And the paint match was going to cost more than getting a wrap. And, you know, I thought about doing a wrap for a little while. So I was like, yeah, I guess it's a good time to go ahead and do it. So, um, but yeah, I think I have, by my estimate, I have close to 30 hours of actual working time in the wrap right now. Okay. Um, which has been a lot of, a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it was probably mostly just because I had no idea what I was doing when I started and I still don't claim to know what I'm doing, but I just kind of, I mean, it's like anything else. I've just kind of learned as I went and yeah, I have about 30 hours in it now. I'll probably have a little over 30 once I'm done, but I'm close. I have the little panel over the door on one side and some random, some handles and stuff like that, but I'm getting close. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It looks like you, you know, I mean, I, obviously not having done it before you can't do it as quickly and smoothly as somebody that has a lot of experience but yeah i mean it looks good so far with what you've done and you yeah know, I'm, I, mean, I mean for no, having no experience i'm <laughs> pretty happy with it so yeah it's good it's good so where did you get your custom grill the grill uh was another thing i ended up doing myself so that's actually just nice. the stock yeah that's just the stock frame uh for the old grill i just cut out the old internal parts of it and left left the frame and the bezel that went around it and yeah i mean i just retrofitted it with some automotive mesh and uh, i designed a the emblem that i have right now the subaru one for it and yeah i just it's just automotive mesh kind of clamped between the old bezel and the frame and then i uh, have the 3d printed emblem on the front there that's just kind of screwed onto that yeah that's pretty nice it looks good yeah did a good job yeah, that Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I guess one other thing I can mention while I'm at it is if anyone is interested, I actually do have those, uh, the design files for the Subaru emblem that I printed are available for free linked on my Instagram bio. So if, if anyone thinks it's cool and wants to print it for themselves, feel free. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. So with your rooftop tent set up, how often do you get out going camping and how long have you had the rooftop tent? Mm, how long have I had the tent? I feel like I've had it I want to say, I can't remember if I had it a year ago or not. I think that I got it sometime semi-early last year. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd been looking for a tent for a little while, and <laughs> I found that one on Facebook Marketplace and drove about four hours to go get it. <laughs> it came up for like 400 bucks, and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go Whoa. get that. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's how some of my stuff's going to 
come about. I mean, I have the Wilco tire carrier on the back now. That's pretty new. Um, but yeah, that was another thing. I got that for I think I got that for either three fifty or four hundred too. And yeah, I mean, I drove a few hours to go get that too. But <laughs> I was going to ask, just did the you kind drive of stuff you don't hours? see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of stuff you don't see come up very often. And I mean, I've been keeping an eye out for it for a little while. But so yeah, I think I've had the tent for about a year. And as far as how much do I go camping? Not as much as I'd like. <laughs> I love getting outside. Um, there's just I don't know. There's something just as far as getting a fresh reset or something like that. There's something that something about camping that you just can't beat. I mean, waking up just outside and it's usually so quiet and yeah, I don't know, going outside and cooking your breakfast out there and just that that's a special kind of way to wake up. <laughs> yeah. So, so and where are you living? I'm based out of Virginia right now. Yep. Okay. You've got, I'm sure you've got some nice spots to hit out there too. Yeah. We, it, it's kind of funny because it's one of those things, uh, I'm, we have a lot of nice spots around here, but I don't know as many as I like to because I guess I'm traveling more often than not as far as like camping trips go. So it's like I know of spots that aren't close to here, but how, I need to start looking at ones that are closer to me. So, Are there any spots that you know of like maybe that you've seen other people post or something that you're like, oh, man, I would love to go camp out there? I don't think as far as like once I've seen other people post necessarily, I mean, anything with an awesome view, obviously, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a special kind of way to wake up. But yeah, I, one of one spot that I went up to a year or so ago and had, had a chance to go camping, I actually just went up there and camped with some friends for my best friend's bachelor party uh, two weeks ago or something like that, maybe a month ago um, now. But yeah, we went up uh, on White Top Mountain. It's about an hour from where I live. And uh, sadly, it ended up, it was beautiful when I got up there and it started raining at some point and we woke up and it was super foggy, which was really beautiful in its own way. But sadly, no one I took up there got to see the view that you can see from up there. So oh. that was a little too bad, but it's a, it's a really cool spot. And I'll definitely probably try to get some, get some friends back up there and see if we can't see that view. Cause that's, that's gotta be one of the most beautiful spots I just driven up to around here at least. Yeah. Did you have like a whole camping setup as far as like stove and you know food and other things that you take with you more or less yeah i mean it's nothing crazy over the top you know i have a pretty small stove that i take with me i, I like it a lot it's a little stove i found from japan actually it's made by a company called soto um it's super cool it's really compact just would be even cool if you're just backpacking or something like that but yeah i mean i don't have anything crazy you know i want to do a fridge eventually but it's just kind of one of those balanced things because, you know, I don't know how it is on the second gens, but the first gens especially don't don't have a lot of trunk space. So I really want to do a fridge set up, but, you know, I'm not sure how much I want that over having my trunk space. So, yeah, you know, I just do a cooler and stuff like that. And then I have, you know, I have my hay trip camping table that I mentioned earlier. And then I have a swing out one of the, I have a swing out table on my, uh, tire carrier or the front runner one and yeah i i don't know the camping setup something that i definitely try to kind of tune in as i go i guess and that's kind of how the tire carrier came about i took a big road trip a few months ago uh and it was one of those things that i was like you know when i go on a road trip i want my tent and when I have my tent, I can't have my spare tire on the roof. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I had I had a full size spare riding around in my back seat and I was like, you know, 
that's oh my some space gosh. I really. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's some space I kind of want to have. So you know, the the road trips, the one time I want my spare tire too, in case something goes wrong. So it's the kind of stuff like that, right? Like the the swing out tire carrier kind of came because of that, and you know, just I like tuning it in as I go, and just you know, kind of using it where it's at, and seeing seeing if there's anything I need or don't need that I have with me. But yeah. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing and where you're going, like you, it seems like mods can kind of just manifest themselves based on your needs and what you're doing with it. And like, cause you might like, like you said, you know, you've got the rooftop tent, but you can't have your tire up there. And then if you don't have your tire carrier, (laughs) you got to put your spare tire somewhere. So it's like certain, certain situations necessitate certain mods. So that seems the way they seems to be the way that sometimes they come about, uh, you know, other than yeah. like, hey, I just really want that because it, you know, will do something good for my car or it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's a great thing. I, I think that's a lesson that I didn't, that I wish I had learned sooner. I, I wish that I had just kind of used my car how it was um, longer when I got it. And even over the two years or more since then, I, I really wish that I had just kind of taking the time to use it how I had it, you know, and enjoy the way I had it more. Cause I think I definitely started going a little too fast at one point and, <laughs> and not really enjoying it for what I had. But yeah, I think that just letting mods kind of come as you learn that you need them and stuff is a really great way to go. And I think if I could do something different, I'd go back and try to do a better job of that. Cause you know, it definitely helps, helps you figure out what's something you actually need and why, instead of just, being like, oh, this is what everyone's doing. I'm going to do that too. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it's nice too to see when people are building out their their rig and some of the unique things that they're doing that other people aren't. And because uh, yeah, a lot of people can and do a lot of the same things, but you can also sure. do other things in different ways. You know, whether it's a different wheel and tire setup, different, you know, rooftop rack or, or whatever. But I mean. There's nobody, I don't think, that's like if you're doing something somebody else is doing, they're like, hey, you can't do that because I did it. You know, everybody's <laughs> so supportive in the community and, yeah. of what we're doing. And, I mean, I don't think yeah. somebody would want to have an exact copy of somebody else's car. Sure. But it's that's the whole fun of it is personalizing it and making it your own and yeah. doing what you want to do with it. So that's, yeah, that's part yeah. of the journey. Yeah. And going back to that, I, I think one person that <laughs> want to shout out again for kind of giving me a better mindset as far as that goes would be Colorado Crosstrack again. I've, I've talked with him a decent bit. He's followed me almost since I started the, um, started the Instagram page and he's really been, he's been a really great person. <laughs> he's been pretty supportive of what I've done, but also kind of, I feel like he's challenged me a little bit to have a different mindset about things. And I really appreciate that. But he posted a video a little while back by a YouTube channel called Gears and Gasoline. If you don't follow them already, <laughs> go give them a follow. They're an amazing channel. Love watching their videos every Saturday when they come out. <laughs> Some top-notch car content, though, for sure. But they did a video called Don't Be Unique. And if you haven't seen that video, definitely watch it. It's it's a really interesting and I think good perspective about some of that. Yeah. You know, just seeing what other people are doing and deciding whether or not to do it yourself. And I, yeah, I really like that video. And I think it definitely shaped the way I thought about a lot of the things that I'm doing to my car now. Yeah. And so uh, it seems like that he's probably inspired you some Colorado cross check. Are there some other builds that have inspired you as well? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of builds out there that have inspired me in different ways. I think as far as if I had to pick a few, I think you had a question about like if I can meet up with three of them or something like that. Yeah. I think if I had to pick three, I'd pick him. I'd pick uh, the dot mountain Rue. I've talked to him a lot and he seems like a really cool guy. And then probably OC Turbo Joe. I've talked to him a lot and he's just he's just a fountain of uh knowledge as far as all the Subaru stuff goes. And oh yeah. You know, his posts every time every time they come out, it's some just great piece of information. Um and the the amount of information that he puts out there for free and is willing to help people just it's pretty amazing. And yeah, he's been super helpful. But yeah, those three I think if I had to had to meet up with somebody and, or drive the rig for a day or whatever it was, so hard to pick three, but I think maybe them. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't always ask that question. I haven't asked it in a while, but I just I think it's a I think it's just kind of a fun question. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's yeah, no, so definitely. many <laughs> there's so many people that you know that a lot of us want to meet up with, and that's again, that's like one of the most fun things to do is when you actually get to meet with somebody. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing about it too, right? Like, you know, those are three that I could just think of off the top that like, I definitely kind of bucket list people to meet with or something, I guess. But the, the thing about it is, is like, I don't think there's anyone I follow that I wouldn't want, wouldn't want to meet up with. Right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, I took a, I had a friend who was having a wedding um, back in October, I think. And it was up in New York, which was a long drive for me. That was I think that was about 2000 mile trip there and back. Wow. Um, Wait, but, one yeah, way or a round trip? That was round trip. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about, still a pretty yeah. good trip. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty long trip. The long, that's the longest like distance in one trip. I think that I've gone in Brittany so far, but yeah, that trip was super cool. You know, my friend was having a wedding and I really randomly last second decided I was like, I'm going to do, if I'm going to be driving up this far, there's a lot of Subarus on the East coast that I haven't had a chance to meet up with. And so, yeah, I mean, I just started hitting up people and it was super, super last minute. Like, I don't even think it was a week away from my trip that I decided to do this, but that was, I don't think the community has ever failed to just be amazing to me. I mean, I hit up a bunch of people and I, I drove up and the first day on my trip, I met up with PYP dad wagon oh, um, nice. and he showed me around his dealership that he works at and I got to see his car and we took some pictures together and that was super fun. He showed me a few spots that he knew around town. And so I got to meet up with him and then drove up a little farther in Pennsylvania and camped out that night, which was a beautiful camping spot, by the way. Um, that was everything about this trip was just awesome. But yeah, I mean, I got to meet up with him and then I drove up um, to New England. I got to meet up with Escargo, uh, B BPM X-Track, uh, Goon Track. There was another one, uh, 781 Track. Um, we we all met up. Uh, I met up with Goon Track the day after that. But we all met up and went to a big car meet that they have up there outside of the Patriots football stadium. Actually, I think it's like, I think one of them said it was one of the biggest ones on the East coast, but I mean, it was just, you know, just a testament to the community because, you know, I went up and super last second decided and all these guys fit me into their schedule and made sure that I came up there and met, we, you know, we hung out and took a bunch of pictures and it was just, it was just an awesome time. Yeah, that's that's really cool when you can have a chance to do that, especially yeah, being last minute like that that people can, you know, can and will make time to to meet up with somebody. Yeah. That's awesome that you were able to meet up with so many people too. 
Yeah, it was super cool. And, you know, if I'm ever kind of, I think if there's times when I, I don't know, it's easy to just get all caught up in the Instagram side of things, I guess. And, you know, just, you know, get caught up in the photography side or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, like it's about, you know, connecting with actual people and just, you know, I think for me, making sure I go out and do that, (laughs) if I start getting caught up in, you know, algorithms or whatever it is, just going out and meeting with actual people and it's, that's what it's about. Yeah. So speaking of like Instagram and and social media, you, we were chatting and you said that you had taken a break from social media and uh, you said you wanted to talk about that a little bit. I did. That was sometime kind of middle of this year, I think, or earlier this year. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to mention it because, you know, I've talked to a decent amount of people that have, <laughs> you know, dealt with the same kind of things. And um, so I don't I don't think I'm alone in it. But yeah, I, I think there comes a there just came a time for me, at least when, you know, posting on the account seemed kind of like a job, <laughs> kind of like, oh, you know, I need to have a picture to post today, I guess. And I was just getting really burnt out on it. You know, <laughs> there's times when you go through a period where, you know, maybe the algorithm's different or whatever it is. Right. And you just kind of, you know, you're not getting a lot of traction. You kind of get caught up in that or how many people are seeing your stuff or all this kind of thing. And it's really, really easy to do that. I think, um, I think it's, (laughs) it was definitely easier than I expected it to be. And I I don't even think I necessarily realized I was in that mindset until I was just like, you know, there was a day when I went to make a post and like I said, it just kind of felt like a job and I was like, you know, oh, I need to have a post today or whatever. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not, that's not what this is about. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I just kind of decided, I was like, I'm going to just take a break and take a step back from it. And ever since I think that was great, you know, I, I thought about it a lot and, you know, I think the main thing I've just kind of tried to keep in mind coming back to it was, you know, like. I realized that I was letting an algorithm (laughs) kind of take something away from me that I loved because I was posting these pictures and photography is definitely mostly because of this account, but it's grown to be something I'm pretty passionate about and really enjoy um, doing. And so, you know, I would take a picture of my car and be like, oh, this is a cool picture. And I would edit it or whatever it was and go and post it. And, you know, I'd get however many likes and I'd be like, oh, you know, why did, why did not that many people like my picture or whatever? Like, I thought that was a cool picture. And then I'd be like, oh, well, maybe it just wasn't good enough or whatever it was. And it's a lot easier to get in that mindset than I thought. But, you know, I think I just came back to it realizing like, why would I, why would I let an algorithm (laughs) take away something from me that I loved? Right. Cause like when I first posted it, I thought it was an awesome picture. And now I'm just feeling like it maybe wasn't good enough. You have to remember who you're doing it for. First, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I started the page, it was like, you know, I never thought it would end up where it was now. I, you know, I started it because <laughs> I had my personal Instagram that I have, you know, I don't follow a ton of people on there. It's just for close friends and stuff like that. And I start, when I got my cross track, I started following a bunch of cross tracks on there. And all of a sudden, I didn't see any of my friends' stuff anymore because it's drowned in cross tracks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe I should start a cross track page. So, <laughs> I, I didn't realize that there was much of a online community for it, I guess. Um, I mean, like I said, you know, I saw the YouTube video with Colorado cross track and had seen a few people, but I, I didn't realize it was as big as it is, but yeah, you know, when I started it, it was just supposed to be a documentary more or less because I, I'm a tinker, you know, <laughs> ever, ever since I can remember, I like taking things apart, putting them back together, whatever it was. 
And whenever I start a project, I have a really bad habit of not taking pictures when I start. And so I'll get something done and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I wish I had a picture from when I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so, the progression of it. Yeah. And so since I kind of had an idea that I wanted to work on the cart when I first got it, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to actually take pictures. So, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of supposed to be a documentary, right? And, you know, I figured uh, even if nobody fault, like it would just be kind of an archive for myself to look back through and just see where I started and where things came along the way. So, yeah, I mean, it it was just, it's easy to forget that, I think, and forget kind of why you started it or what the purpose was, or, you know, even the fact that I have more than five followers, right? You know, I think I'm at almost 2,500 now, and that just, I mean, it blows my mind. <laughs> I never thought that I would end up here. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway that, it, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but like, if I, you know, if I'm at the gas station and some dude is like, yo, I love your car, whatever. Like that makes my day. And sometimes I think about that for like the next week. I'm like, that's one person. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what's so easy to forget. Cause you know, you get like 50 likes or whatever it is on Instagram. You're like, well, that wasn't that many. Like, you know, I've seen, I've seen people get way more or I've gotten way more, whatever it was. But like, what if 50 people came up to you and you're like, they're like, yo, that's a sick picture, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That would, that would blow you away. And uh, you know, like I said, it sounds cliche, but it's honestly something that I've thought about with almost everything I've posted since I came back. And it's just, it's made a huge difference because I mean, like I said, you know, if the one guy at the gas station or whatever it is, the person who drives past me and gives me a thumbs up or whatever, like if that makes my day, then like, why would the fact that there's that many people out there, even if it's, you know, 20 people, whatever it is, like, why would that not just, why wouldn't I be like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Like it's cool to have support. Right. So that is, yeah, that is a really good perspective. I I like that. It's, it's definitely a different way to think about it. And I've kind of been the same way. Like I haven't been posting as much on Pearl's page and a lot of it has to do with just because of where I live. I just feel like I don't have that much content. But w- I mean, when I first sure. got my car, I was posting because I really enjoyed it. And then I started feeling like I was posting like, oh, no, I have to post something today. It's Tushy Tuesday. You know, I got to find yeah. <laughs> I got to go find a way to take a clever photo so I can post exactly. for Tushy Tuesday. And then now it's not that I don't care, but it's but that I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So how long of a break did you take? I'm not sure. I think it was maybe like two months or something like that. And I wasn't totally inactive. I mean, I was still looking at people's stories and stuff like that, but I just didn't really post much. And even when I came back, I I was only posting a few times a month or something like that at first. Um, Yeah, it's, it seriously has helped a lot. And there, I mean, ever since I came back, which was probably over half a year ago now, I mean, I've just really enjoyed it again and enjoyed, you know, just one thing that I try to do is just, you know, make sure I'm commenting on people's stuff and, you know, whether it's a story or a post or something like that. Cause like that always, you know, it's cool to get a like, but it's cool for someone to just be like, Oh, I love this shot. Or, you know, I like this that you did or something like that. And so I think it's important to just, you know, hype each other up. And I think that's one thing that I feel like the community's not been maybe quite as good at as it used to be. I feel like I saw used to see a little bit more of people commenting on stuff and resharing stuff and things like that. But I mean, you know, we're we're all in this together. <laughs> it's a community because we all have this in common. So, yeah, I, I definitely have tried to be a little bit more active and just, you know, <laughs> try to hi- hype people up and be like, "Yo, I love that" or "That's cool" or whatever it is. And 
it's really it really has helped me enjoy it just a lot more. I yeah, I totally agree too that you you may not get a whole lot of likes or something, but if one person like gives you a really good compliment, then it can be like oh, yeah. that can make all the difference. And like you said, like one person coming up to your car in person and saying, "Oh man, I really love your car." Like that can be yeah. a big deal. So, oh, uh, yeah. it's a uh, very good points and and I feel you there too. And I'm sure other people do. I've seen people occasionally be like, "I'm taking a break from social media for the weekend or yeah. something." And right. it's it's good to take a break cuz there's times when I'm like like I I might, you know, go somewhere and like let's say I'm going to go to the store and I'm like, "Oh, crap, I left my phone at home." And then I'm like, "Yep. It's not so bad." You're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I left it at home." <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I mean, you know, for me, like with the podcast, I'm trying to keep engaged with the community. You know, I have sponsors, yeah, so I'm trying to like post stuff and, and you know, I, I like to keep engaged as much as I can. But then there's sometimes when I'm like, I don't want to be on my phone. Like, I don't want to nope. just be constantly sitting here on my phone doing stuff. And, you know, so it's, uh, it gets, you know, it's a tough struggle sometimes to be like, Okay, I, I kind of have a responsibility in a way to the community, and and yeah. of course I you know I I enjoy it because there's so many people that listen to the podcast and that you know have new people on every week and oh yeah and so it's been a, an incredible journey and I'm very thankful for it and it's just I know that people really enjoy hearing other people's stories so for me yeah. I you know to be able to share that with the community is great but but there are some times that I'm like. I just want to take a break. I don't want to do this for a while, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, even as much as I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I think on behalf of most people listening to the podcast, I can say <laughs> we really appreciate you. And I, I've followed a lot of really cool supers because of the podcast or whatever. And yeah, it's really cool to, you know, whether it's during work or whatever it is, just tune in and hear someone's story. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I can say thank you from all of us. <laughs> so. yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, again, I, I enjoy doing it and it's it's allowed me to connect with a lot of people and, and just knowing that I'm connecting people to each other and just all the messages that I get. Is, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so like with your car, I've seen that you've driven through snow, snow and mud and, and, uh, it looks like maybe some sand, but which do you prefer? Like, what do you enjoy driving through the most? I don't know. It's all fun. <laughs> I think I've had maybe the most sketchy experience with mud. Just there was one time when I was out driving in a, what a dried up quote unquote lake bed <laughs> and, uh, there was definitely a part that was not quite as dried up as I thought it was that I ended up getting all I, that was the closest I've ever been to actually being stuck. I haven't, I should say this knock on wood because who was, I can't remember who it was you had on a few weeks ago that yeah. said he had never been stuck. And then he got stuck right after that. So. <laughs> yeah. It was Joe. Yep. That's who it was. <laughs> but anyway, so knock on wood, I haven't been stuck yet, but that was definitely the closest I've ever been. I got stuck in some pretty deep, thick mud and just kind of sat there turning away at it for, <laughs> it felt like forever, but it probably wasn't really that long before I got out. So that that's, that's always fun in its own way. But I think maybe just as far as like, I don't know, I think I enjoy driving on the beach the most. I've only ever done it a few times. But I went, it was out at the Outer Banks actually a year ago or so. I, th I think it was last year, maybe. 
but driving on the beach is just, it's really cool. <laughs> just being out there on the sand and the sand in the outer banks is super loose and dry. So you can kind of feel your car drifting around on it as you go yeah, and just kind of gliding feeling. around, driving around on top of it. And it's, it's just cool. And then, you know, that, like I said, the outer banks where I go, the beach is pretty narrow there. So you're really close to the ocean. It's like, you know, coming up almost to your car, or whatever. And it's just, it's really cool. It's pretty special. Yeah. With the, all the off-roading that you've done, where's one of your favorite spots to get out to? I don't know if I have a favorite spot. I haven't been back to many spots. I think one of my favorites, and honestly, it might just be because it's the most nostalgic, but one of, one of my favorite spots, I went out with uh, Subaru underscore who and Aru. I think it's Aw underscore Ru. A few guys who live pretty close to me. I went out with them and we did... Uh, it was a fairly difficult trail, uh, but it was one of the first like main trails I went out and did. We went through, there was a really deep spot where we went through some water that was like almost up to the hood. And that was really cool. And then some pretty steep, rocky parts that we were going up onto, And then we kind of ended up driving up on top of a mountain with just a really cool overlook and all this stuff. So that was, that's probably one of my favorite spots. If I could, if I could go back, I think maybe I'd go do that trail again. But yeah. Sounds and then aside nice. from that. Yeah, it was, <laughs> that was really fun. And those guys are great. I haven't been out with Aru again, but I uh, meet up with uh, Subaru who sometimes we have been to a few car meets with him and <laughs> was helping and loaned him a sledgehammer the other day so he could <laughs> modify his uh, wheel wells. He just put some pretty massive tires on there. If, if anyone doesn't follow him, go check that out. I can't remember what size they are. They're huge. <laughs> he was showing them to me before I put them on there. I was just kind of like, how the heck are these things gonna fit? <laughs> so anyway, that that's fun. I, I like I like hanging out with him when I can, and I think we're actually maybe gonna go out and do some off-roading at the beginning of the year. There's a pretty tough trail that some of the guys around here. There's a off-roading community, uh, all rigs. Um, I think they're gonna go out and do a fairly tough trail at the beginning of the year. So we might go out and try to do that. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, the Cherokee National Forest is out here, so. One thing I definitely want to try to get better at next year is kind of just looking at maps and trying to find more trails on my own and also not holding myself back from trying new trails, I guess, because I've always kind of been like, oh, you know, I don't want to go alone because I might get stuck or whatever it is. But, you know, I think I'm starting to learn the limits of my car a little bit better. And yeah, I, I think at this point, I'm the only thing holding myself back from going out and doing more trails than I have been. So I definitely want to try to get better at finding more trails uh, and talking to people about new trails to go out and try and just going out and <laughs> trying them. And, you know, if I get stuck having to come along or maybe add a winch or whatever it is and get myself out. But yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully you won't get stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. Maybe I'll yeah. go get stuck next week. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully how, not. How'd you end up getting involved with Mountain Rue and find out about them? Because I see you've got the nice banner on your the top of your windshield that I used to have. And then I took off and then I kind of regret taking it off. Now, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not like super involved with them. I haven't gone out and trailed with them, I should say, I guess. I'm in okay. a few of the groups and there's a local or a fairly, fairly local uh, Mountain Rue group that I want to go out and trail with. They've been several times and I just keep having things come up right when they're going out. So yeah, I mean, I was in the community for a little bit and it followed them on Instagram and everything and just kind of thought, you know, the community seemed pretty cool and all that. And I, I honestly just got the banner cause I thought it looked sick. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'll go. It looks nice. Yeah. So hopefully I'll actually make it out and trail with some of those guys soon. That'd be really cool. 
yeah, I'm not super involved with them. I guess I guess I should say. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing you well you see your cross track continuing. Man, let me say that again. I guess you see your cross track continuing to evolve, huh? With more stuff that you're going to keep doing to it. Yeah. I'm definitely trying to take things at a lot slower pace now, making just a goal of enjoying things as I do them. Because I think I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I definitely was in a phase where I was just kind of, you know, seeing all these builds online and I was like, oh, I want to be like that. Oh, they've done so much. Oh, I need to do so much. Kind of just that kind of mindset, right? Like getting a mod and instantly being thinking about the next one and not taking the time to appreciate uh what I'd just done or whatever it was. And instead of just always kind of thinking about the next thing, the next thing. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to enjoy it <laughs> the way I have it now. Uh, or just, you know, kind of everything that I do, just trying to enjoy it more is, you know, the way it is for now. But yeah, I definitely have <laughs> a whole lot of things I still want to do. <laughs> I'd say yeah. I have a list on my phone. <laughs> I guess it'll be a few years before I'm done, but I'll, I'll get there. No, it's good to, to take it slow and, like you said, enjoy the things that you have when you have them and just kind of like sit back for a while and be like, this is good the way it is. There's more stuff I want to do, but I'll yeah. get there. Yeah. yeah. And I I think that was one thing that kind of came out of taking the break from social media, too, because, you know, I wasn't as focused on, you know, trying to, oh, I need to post about some new mod or whatever it was, right? Like, I left my car pretty much the way it was. And that might have been a little bit before I took the whole break there, but I left my car the way it was from about the beginning of this year until I want to say like June or sometime around then almost. I might have done a few little things, but yeah, I mean, just driving it the way it was for several months, I definitely kind of helped me <laughs> kind of fall more in love with it, I guess, and just kind of find more appreciation for it that I wasn't finding when I was just kind of always looking for the next thing, I guess. So. Yeah. So how would you say that owning your Subaru has changed your life and, you know, being part of the community? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a great way to sum it up, but I mean, it's it's just been incredible, right? I mean, it's really kind of pushed me to do things that I wasn't, I didn't expect I'd be doing before, you know, whether it was, you know, going out and trailing and, you know, doing harder trails in a car that doesn't seem like it should be able to do it at first glance, you know, and seeing people in the community that are doing kind of crazy things and there's that kind of you know are inspiring me and being like if they can do that you know i bet i could too <laughs> so you know kind of pushing me outside my comfort zone i guess as far as stuff like that goes and then also just i mean the amount of people i've met that i'd consider friends you know a lot of them who i haven't even met up with and you know i'm like all those guys that i met up with a few months ago they're people i've followed for a long time right but hadn't actually had a chance to go out and meet up with them so the amount but you know it's crazy to meet up with people like that and feel like you've been friends forever right i mean you you go up and meet people that you've followed online for a little while but it it just you know it feels like you've known each other forever and you, you get along so well and it's cool to have a community like that where you can meet people that i, I mean i'd consider to be real friends right yeah, it's and I've mentioned this before and quite a few quite a bit recently, but when you just start chatting with somebody online, like next thing you know, it's like, man, we've been chatting for like an hour and I feel like this could be my best friend, you know, and yeah, but you feel like but what's cool is you feel that way about so many different people, you know, it's not just like, right, oh, I met this one person and we chatted and we have something in common, you have like, something in common and uh, common goals and, and joys with 
so many different people that you get to share it with. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty. I, I don't know. I don't think there's you know if there's people out there who haven't experienced that, you know, who haven't got out and tried to meet up with other people in the community in person or whatever, like definitely do it. You know, even if it's just, even if you can't do it that often, you know, definitely go out and do it. It's just, it's an experience that I don't think you can really, you can't really explain it. You just have to go out and experience (laughs) it for yourself. And it's just super awesome. I mean, you know, I was just talking to the mountain Rue the other day and yeah, he was, like, dude, you totally need to come out to Colorado. And I was like, yeah, I really want to. And I, I think I actually might be trying to go out to Colorado some point next, uh, nice. beginning of next year, maybe, and try to do some snowboarding with them or whatever. And just, you know, it's just the stuff like that, that I think is just, you know, changed my life in a way that it's just opened up, up opportunities. And, you know, I would, I never would have thought I would be doing something like that a few years ago. So you think you'll always own a Subaru? I don't know. I'd like to say yes, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think if I moved to something else, I'd probably move to maybe to a taco. I'm not sure. I'll, I plan on having the Subaru for a long time, though. <laughs> I'll say that. I've definitely had thoughts of engine swapping and stuff like that. So Brittany will be around for a while. <laughs> Don't have plans of getting rid of her anytime soon. So, but yeah, I, I think if I got another Subaru, I'd probably get either a WRX or a BRZ. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It kind of changed fun. it up a little bit. Yeah, maybe get a get a little bit older of a WRX or something like that. Do something like uh, some of the guys who are rallying them or something like that, and just you know mix it up a little bit. But yeah, the Crosstrek will be here for a while, hopefully. Yeah, it's good. I mean, they're fun cars. Oh yeah, <laughs> not very fast, but they are sure fun. <laughs> no, they don't have to be. You know, they get us where exactly. we want to go, and that's the important part. Yep. So, so here's a little segment uh, to get to know the person behind the account, but who is Glenn? Who's Glenn? I'd say, I don't know. I want to think of myself as <laughs> a pretty average 23-year-old, maybe. I'm not sure. But, I mean, I'm a 23-year-old guy who's always loved tinkering and I have definitely have a passion for the outdoors and for adventure i i think that probably comes from my dad and my grandfather um my grandfather was a scout master and my dad was an eagle scout so you know my dad tried to take us hiking or whatever a lot and i think i'd like to try to go backpacking with him at some point but yeah then my grandfather was a reenactor he did like oh that's cool yeah he did like revolutionary war period reenacting and stuff like that so i've just kind of always had a passion for the outdoors and you know he would go out on these trips and go out camping and you know these old canvas tents and stuff like that for (laughs) over the weekend or whatever it was and we'd go out and hang out with him and they'd build campfires or whatever it was and be in all their gear and everything so yeah i (laughs) definitely i think my passion for outside and adventure probably came from Came from my grandfather and from my dad. Do you have a favorite memory from childhood? I'm not sure. There's <laughs> there's a lot of things that come to mind. <laughs> I think one of the things that's most fitting as far as like, as far as cars go and stuff like that, like it's not really car related, but I think it kind of sums up <laughs> part of my personality is I remember going to uh theme park with my mom i don't know how old i was probably 16 or something like that and going on a roller coaster for the first time and i think that's (laughs) for some reason when you asked a favorite memory from my childhood like that's not super young it was probably it might have been younger than that i probably was but 
for some reason, the memory of going on a roller coaster for the first time just kind of stuck with me. I, I love roller coasters and just the uh, thrill and <laughs> that you get out of that. Uh, I, I don't know. It satisfies some need for speed in me somewhere, I guess, which maybe the cross track doesn't fill, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roller coasters are definitely fun. I The first time I went on one, I was five. And, okay. Uh, yeah, because we had a we used to have a park here in Houston called Astroworld. It was a Six Flags theme park. Oh, okay, and, cool. Yeah, and I, I went on it when I was like five years old. And ever since then, I mean, it was terrifying, but also, you know, thrilling and fun. And then when I would, would go old, when I got a little bit older and I was a teenager, I was like, you know, anticipation of going and kind of like nervousness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, do I, do I really want to do this? But then I always loved it. And then now, like, it's just, yep. I haven't been on, I haven't been on a roller coaster in years because... We don't yeah, have I haven't been one in here. a few years either, probably since COVID, honestly, but. But they're definitely fun. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it that you do for a living? I think I have a pretty unique job. <laughs> I work for a company called Wolverine Airsoft. <laughs> I started here several years ago, just working production and then ended up taking a paid internship with them actually. And now I do uh, CNC machining on uh, programming and uh, some 3d modeling and i'm one of the i do a lot of our research and development too so <laughs> it's definitely a little bit unique but yeah i mean we basically Sounds make cool some yeah <laughs> some pretty high-end airsoft uh replicas and weapons and it's pretty unique but i, I really enjoy it i i love machining a lot it's been it's been really cool now do you have like a dream job that you would like to be doing or is that something that you would consider a dream job i mean i think it's kind of cliche but i feel like what i'm doing right now is a, a pretty dream job I, I really really do enjoy it the you know just i i really enjoy all the different aspects of it i mean like i said i like machining a lot it's been it's really cool to just go out and you know it's it's always cool to me to take something from having this you know 3d model and a computer to programming it to having an actual like physical chunk of metal part in your yeah. hand <laughs> in the course of a day or two. And yeah, I, I really do love it. It's a lot of fun. So other than getting out in your Subaru and like going camping and stuff, do you have other hobbies? Yeah, I have, I don't know, probably too many hobbies. <laughs> I think I kind of go through different phases. I, different things fascinate me for a little while and then I'll move on and maybe come back to it. I, I like messing with a lot of radio control stuff. I've done radio control boats and planes and cars and stuff nice. like that. And have a good time with that. I haven't messed with that as much recently, but lately I've been into disc golf a lot. I've started, I started playing disc golf with one of my friends sometime last year, I think, and been trying to play with him fairly consistently. So not as much this year as I'd want to. He was the one who just got married. So he, he had a lot going on the past few months. But yeah, I've been going out and playing disc golf. And then I have uh, some jet skis that I need to work on some more. But yeah, I've been, I bought some jet skis and keeping a few of them and rebuilding the motor on one of them and just trying to work on getting those ready to resell but I, I feel like that's hobby in a way i like messing around with them and rebuilding the engine on the ones super fun so far i need to get that project wrapped up but so yeah disc golf and then the jet skis and then i really enjoy cooking when i have time too which i don't get to as much as i'd like but i, I like yeah, cooking same a lot. Here. <laughs> i always take a 
every year for my birthday, I always take a day off so I can cook a <laughs> cook a meal for my family or whoever's going to be there for my birthday. So that's nice. But, but yeah, cooking and then obviously working for an airsoft company. I like airsoft. I've been into a, there's a part of airsoft called speedsoft. That's kind of more of like paintball style play where it's people going really fast and shooting really fast. And a lot of the time it's like inside with like laser lights shining around and fast music playing or whatever <laughs> it is. It's, cool. it's kind of funky. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, look up speed soft or speed QB or something like that. And you'll get an idea of what it is. It's, it's super fun, but yeah, then, I mean, just photography and I, I like playing piano too. I've kind of played piano all my, all my life since I can remember at least and like doing that when I have a chance. And then, yeah, with the Instagram stuff, just the photography and videography and that stuff, I always like, just kind of pushing myself and trying to get better at it and trying to create different content. I, I think that's one thing that I really shoot for with the page uh, too is, and you kind of mentioned it, the mindset of being like, oh yeah, you need, you know, I need something today for Tushy Tuesday or whatever it is, right? Like it's easy to get in that mindset. And I think since I came back, I've really just kind of pushed myself to be sure that if I was, you know, posting a picture or something that I was really proud of, right. And not just posting something just because I felt like I needed to. Those are good hobbies. I'm sure it yeah. all keeps you busy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. What is something that makes you want to get out of bed every day? I think just the desire to seize the day, just to make the most of it and to work hard and see the fruit of my labor. I mean, like I mentioned with working on my car myself or whatever it is, you know, there's something just super satisfying about getting something done and taking a look at it and just thinking like, I did that. Like, you know, I started it, I set out to do it and I finished. And, you know, whether it's working on a car or doing something, take, tackling a project at work or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's, there's something just really satisfying about getting a job done and looking at it and just being proud of what you've done. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think that that definitely motivates me to <laughs> do that and just, you know, to change something for the better, whether it's, you know, something at work or in somebody's one of my friends or family members lives or whatever it is, you know, just try to make a change. <laughs> you know, my I mentioned my dad being a Boy Scout and just, you know, he would always say growing up, like, you know, the scout rules, you know, when you leave a room, you leave it better than you found it or whatever. So I think just, you know, that mentality of just, you know, trying to leave things better than I found them and making a change. And I mean, just the fact that I, you know, wake up and have a new day in front of me. Yeah. That's def definitely a good thing. Yeah. What's something that makes you want to stay in bed? <laughs> Probably the fact that I'm a night owl. <laughs> I have a really bad tendency of staying up too late. Yeah. I don't know too. what it is. Uh, yeah. For some reason, it is so much easier for me to end up staying awake till like two o'clock than it is for me to get up at seven. <laughs> I I don't know why. I don't know if it was from periods of time when I was doing some later shift stuff at work or what it was, but <laughs> definitely, I think, I think that's what gives me the hardest time in the morning. <laughs> the fact of, you know, going to bed and it's, two o'clock or one o'clock or whatever it is and your alarm goes off at seven you're just like oh crap <laughs> yeah i just want to stay in bed this time but i'm pretty sure that's pretty self-inflicted <laughs> oh yeah it is for me for sure but it's uh there's yeah. i i tell myself over and over again i'm gonna go to bed earlier tonight or i'm gonna go yep. to bed early at least <laughs> one night this week so i can get a decent amount of sleep and it never happens 
Yeah. It's like, okay, the weekend's coming up. Oh no, I have to get up for something this weekend. I can't sleep then either. <laughs> yep. What would be your best bit of advice to give to someone about anything? About anything. I think I'll maybe just kind of keep it car related for now, since that's the theme of the podcast. But yeah. I mean, I think just a lot of the things that I've said already, I mean, you know, the stuff with social media, like, you know, if it's just a piece of advice for everyone, like make sure that, you know, if it's something that you started off with a love for like social media or whatever it is, or the community, like, you know, make sure that you don't fall out of love with it. Make sure it doesn't, you know, <laughs> if you're still just doing it for fun, you know, make sure if you're making a post, it's not just because it feels like a job or whatever, right? Like try to try to take time to appreciate it and appreciate what you've done to your own rig or whatever it is. And, you know, like I said, I mean, just, you know, take time to remember like what we're in the community for in the first place and just make connections with real people. It's really been, it's I mean, it's changed my life. It's been really encouraging and it's just been really awesome. But yeah, I, I don't know. Don't, don't let your, don't let yourself hold yourself back. I think that's something that I'm bad at is getting in my own head about something and not doing it because I tell myself I can't, which I think if I learned anything from playing football in high school, I should have known that <laughs> if you tell, if you go into a football game, telling yourself you're going to lose, chances are you probably will. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't let yourself hold yourself back. If there's something that you want to try, like give it a shot, you know, why not? <laughs> if you, if you get your car stuck or whatever it is, like, you know, there's, <laughs> there's always a fix, you know, I think that's another thing too. It's like, whenever I'm working on my car, it's really easy for something to go bad and it to just seem like the worst thing ever in the moment. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a bolt that's broken in the steering knuckle. Like I can get a new steering knuckle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really not that big a deal. So yeah, I don't know. Just, that's good. I think it's, yeah, I think it's good to have some perspective and it's really easy for me to lose perspective, but I think just trying to keep that in mind and you know. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. So that's good yeah. advice. Well, thank you for taking the time to hop on and record an episode with me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm glad I got the chance to do it. Like I said, it was something I've been looking forward to since you messaged me. And I'm glad I got a, got a chance to and to share my story and maybe <laughs> encourage some people uh, along the way. So, But, yeah, thank you so much for what you do and for the podcast. And like I said, it's it's really been awesome to meet people through the podcast even if it's you know like i'm saying just getting out there meeting people right like the podcast is it's honestly been another really cool way to and i've definitely connected with some of the people i have because of it and yeah yeah good i'm glad you enjoy it i'm glad it's uh connecting people yeah definitely <laughs> all right well i hope you have a good night and uh, yeah yeah just uh get your episode out soon yeah sounds great well thanks so much for having me have a good night all right you too all right. See ya. Yeah. So the, the most important question of the episode that I have to ask is, which do you prefer, waffles or pancakes? Okay. I, I need everyone to appreciate how important of a question this is. We actually had finished recording the podcast, and I'm now on my <laughs> phone in my car because this is such an important question. We had to jump back on the, the call here and make sure we got it in. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it was probably the most important question, so I don't know how we missed it, but... That's all on me. I think I'm going to have to let you down. I think I'm going to have to go with waffles. There's just... There's something about them, you know? They're just... I don't know. They're crispy. They have all the 
you can put all the butter on them. It goes into all the nice little squares. You know, they're just, they're nice to look at. They're nice to eat. You know, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I know you'll make some people happy, but you know, yeah. it's all Sierra's fault. I mean, she started this whole thing. <laughs> so well, it's her fault, but thank you, Sierra. <laughs> well, don't worry. If, if I'm ever hanging out with you and you give me some pancakes, I won't say no. So, all right. Well, that's good. That's good to know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for hopping back on and answering this most important question. Oh, yeah. No problem. We had to make sure it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, have a good night. All right. You too. See ya. All right. Bye. I have to blame Sierra, SLT Trek, for <laughs> starting this whole waffles versus pancakes thing. But. It's a lot of fun, and thank you, Sierra. Of course, it's on me for always forgetting. And I've had, he's not the, Glenn's not the only person that has said, hey, what about the other question? <laughs> so I need to just make sure that when I'm coming up with the questions for each new guest, that that's the first thing that I put down is waffles versus pancakes. Doesn't necessarily have to be the first question, but just put it down so I can make sure I don't forget. So, yeah. Waffles versus pancakes. This thing will continue on with the podcast. All right, enough of this waffles versus pancakes business. If you're not doing so, go give Glenn a follow. His account is Brittany the underscore Crosstrek. So I hope you all enjoyed the episode and I hope you continue to listen and continue to share. And uh, I thank you all again, as always, for tuning in each week, even if it takes you a while to tune in. I know sometimes people don't have a chance to tune in. Maybe it's, you know, they're catching up, whether they're going on a road trip or just haven't had a chance to listen. I get it because I'm the same way. There are podcasts that I listen to and I actually haven't listened to one in a while because I'm in the process of listening to Make It So by Patrick Stewart. It's a really good book. So if you use Audible and you want something good to listen to and you like Patrick Stewart, give it a listen. It's a really good one. Anyway, I hope you all have a great week and uh, we will see you on another episode next Monday. So have a good one. Talk to you later. Much Subi love, Raph. The Subi and You podcast is hosted by Raphael in a closet in Houston. Produced by Raphael in a room next to the closet in Houston and edited by Raphael on a computer in the room next to the closet in Houston with music by Luke Ruiz in another room in Houston. You can find the Subi and You podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. To support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Once you join, you will have access to the Discord channel and Discord chats with other patrons. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can find them on Instagram at Podcast, online at subianupodcast.com, or by email, subianupodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Tune in Mondays for new episodes. Thank you.